the horror of global cataclysms, has embraced the entire planet. Every day the climate strikes with crushing deadly force. How can people cancel the apocalypse? Find out in this forum. Powerful storms and floods in just a few days have led to damage and destruction in different regions of the planet. Sri Lanka, May 29, 2022. Strong winds, lightning, and heavy rains hit some parts of the country. This led to floods, which affected more than 20,000 people. Unfortunately, there is a casualty. More than 600 people were evacuated to temporary accommodation centers. In total, about 180 houses were damaged. Oman, June 1st, 2022. Heavy rain accompanied by powerful gusts of wind led to flooding in the desert. Torrential water streams washed away everything on its way. The footage shows people fleeing from the oncoming water. During the day, the annual rate of precipitation fell despite the fact that, according to climatic norms, such rain is unlikely at this time of the year. Gunma and Miyagi Prefectures, Japan, June 1st, 2022. Heavy rains with lightning and hail hit the eastern parts of the country. Some hailstones reached the size of a tennis ball. Cars and facades of houses were damaged. Dozens of households were temporarily left without electricity. Hello guys, this is what happened on June 2nd, 2022, around past 6 in the evening. It was raining ice. It looks like a massacre. It's like something terrible happened, like a war. This is the parking area near a highway. Terrible. It looks like it was being bombarded by ice. Look at all this damage to our other house. It's too much, guys. It's saddening what happened, but there was nothing we could do. We didn't want that to happen. On the same day, New Aquitaine region, France. Dardan and Bergerac apartments were affected by a strong storm with heavy rain and intensive hail. About 1,000 houses were left without electricity. Hail damaged the roofs of houses and left dents on cars. The greatest damage was done to orchards and vineyards.
in France, June 4th and 5th. Storm winds, downpours, and hail once again turned the streets and roads into seething streams of icy water. An orange alert level was declared immediately across 65 departments of the country. In just 12 hours, some areas received a month's worth of rainfall. About 50,000 lightning strikes were registered over 24 hours. Tens of thousands of hectares of crops and vineyards were yet again destroyed by heavy hail. We observe how parks, rooftops are damaged, cars are dented. So we can imagine the brutality of the phenomenon that happened last night. In total, from June 4th to 6th, Many European countries such as Italy, Germany, France, Spain, Switzerland, Hungary, the Netherlands, Austria, and Belgium suffer from the same strongest storm at once. Heavy rainfall caused floods and landslides, and the hail damaged numerous cars and houses, knocked down trees, and damaged farms. On June 7th, the residents of the capital of Turkey suffered from heavy rains and flash floods. Streets, cars, and buildings were flooded. Fleeing from the rising water, people climbed onto the roofs of cars or waited for help to get out of their vehicles. In a few days, heavy rains caused floods in more than four provinces of Turkey. Unfortunately, there were casualties and injured people. Severe storms and heavy rains hit the western and central regions of the country. The reason for this was Tropical Storm Alex, which formed in the Gulf of Mexico and became the first hurricane of the season. In the province of Pinar del Rio, about 300 millimeters of rain fell in 30 hours with a monthly norm of 184 millimeters. The country's capital, Havana, was hit hard. Unfortunately, there are casualties. Dozens of buildings were damaged. About 50,000 residents were left without electricity. Several thousand people had to be evacuated. On June 4th, the same storm system caused flooding in much of South Florida, USA. In Miami, the streets were so flooded that drivers and passengers had to leave the cars through the sunroof. Well, this rain may not have a name, it is still causing quite a pain here in downtown Miami. You can see cars floating here in downtown near Brickell not stopping unbelievable unbelievable stuff here in downtown miami again the center of circulation of this storm making landfall well over 100 miles away from where we are yet this is some of the biggest impacts likely from this storm here in florida torrential rains and strong winds toppled trees across the region leaving thousands of people without power Hundreds of flights were delayed or canceled at local airports. 
We invite eyewitnesses of climate disasters as well as anyone who has specific knowledge of such events to be interviewed. Please contact us, share your story. For the whole world to know the truth, participation of every person is important. My name is Adam Spielstra, and I live in Superior, Colorado, United States. As it pertains to the fires um, that occurred in my in my immediate area, um, I I'm fortunate enough to be sitting in a house that's not burned down. Um, I'm surrounded by houses that are. The day that it happened, I, I work from home. It was a beautiful sunny day, um, but the winds were unusually high, very, very high. But we live in an area that no one thought a fire was possible here where we are. Cool. I have two kids and they were both home. We got no warning, no alert at all. My wife happened to see this on the news. This happened so quickly. I didn't grab anything other than some clothes. I had my phone in my pocket already and uh, that was pretty much it. We got into our cars uh, separately so that one wouldn't burn. Um, we have two cars and we got into those cars and we started to drive but we couldn't make it very far because everyone was evacuating at the same time. We didn't really know what was happening. We didn't know how bad it was and we, we just knew we had to get out to, for our own safety. We were panicked but we remained calm and mostly for the sake of our kids and um, we got everyone out. We drove 30 miles away and got a hotel room that accepted dogs. And, um, and we stayed there for four days until we got word that we were allowed to make it back to our home, which had no heat, um, no, or it did have power. Um, it did not have internet access at that time. And we still don't have clean drinking water. We, our water is totally contaminated. We have big water containers that I filled before we came home. So we've been using those to drink from. Um, and that was from our hotel room miles away. So that water was clean. But as far as we just didn't have enough hands on, on deck as expressed in here, we didn't have enough people ready to react to the amount of fires and the way that the fires spread because the fire, as is often the case with big wildfires, it jumps. You know, it, it, it leaps and, and you don't know where it's going to go next. And when you have 100 mile per hour wind gusts pushing it, it can push it quite a ways and it can like skip whole areas and then start burning areas, you know, 300 meters away from, from where it was before. And so firefighters didn't know what to fight first. They, they couldn't, they tried their best, but we didn't have enough of them here for this kind of thing. By the second day, they had contained the fire. We got a snow, which really helped. I've been around the area and I've been to whole neighborhoods where they're just down to rubble. There's nothing there anymore. And people were outside. I'm convinced that it can happen to you anywhere. Don't think that you can't be a victim of it. What we're seeing here is a big outreach from our own community with clean drinking water for free. They're doing a lot of wonderful things. Yesterday, my daughter and I went for a drive down the road and we got more drinking water. And they were like, no, take food, please take food and take this and take that. Do you need more heating, heating units and things like that? And I said, no, 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 no. We have heat and we'd like to give our heating units back to you so that you can give them to somebody who needs them. And that sort of thing. So we're all helping each other. There are already some effective technologies that can help save people in emergencies. For example, a rescue drone that can be used regardless of weather conditions. 
Thanks to a multitude of sensors, it finds survivors very quickly. A vehicle with an autopilot can detect debris underwater during flooding, help people get out of the water, and it can deliver supplies. A snake robot and a crawler robot can detect gas leaks, and owing to built-in microphones and speakers, it can help communicate with survivors in hard-to-reach places. Developed together with NASA Finder technology can detect breathing and heartbeat in one minute even through 9 meters of concrete and it can help find up to 5 people at once. The multipurpose complex Voschot is a unique development. It has no equivalent in the sphere of emergency management as it is capable of calculating the required number of rescuers and equipment, determining the required amount of funding for a rescue operation, victim support and recovery work. This complex has a very important feature. It does not allow stealing from the budget and profiting from human adversities. Technology to save people is not being implemented everywhere because it is not a priority in the consumerist format. Protocols of diplomacy, conventionalities of diplomacy and politics and a lack of joint logistics have brought us to the point where there is no effective interaction among emergency services in the world. A unified rescue service is the real way out in the face of growing cataclysms. And we can create it in the format of creative society, 